The following audio is from Summit Church. For more information on Summit Church, visit www.summitonline.tv. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. It is Father's Day, and we are going to take a pause from our study in the Gospel of Luke. We're going to talk to dads today. Uh, We did this on Mother's Day about a month ago, and I'll be honest, I always feel awkward when I'm instructing moms, uh, but I maybe even feel more awkward when I'm instructing dads because I am a dad, and I know that I fail all the time. And what we're going to do today is we're going to look at how our Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father God, how He loves us, how He leads us, how He instructs us. We're going to look at that and we're going to try to learn. So dads, we're going to learn together. But I do want to make sure that we all know this. Your Heavenly Father has no concern about your gender. All right, you are loved by God because you are created in his image. So moms, dads, people without kids, everyone, we can learn from our heavenly father. And so we're going to see his amazing love for us today. Specifically, we're going to look at seven ways that he loves us. And then dads, hopefully we're going to mirror that to the best of our ability with the help of the Holy Spirit. We're going to mirror that to our children. Now, whether you have young ones, old ones, grandkids, whatever, we are learning from the best. We're learning from our Heavenly Father. So we're probably not going to reach the bar, but why not shoot for something great? Why not shoot for the best? And that's what our Heavenly Father does. So that's where we're going. Um, Seven things, but before we get there, I just want you to know this. Your Heavenly Father loves you no matter who you are. He loves you. Your heavenly father provides security for you, which we all need. We all need to know that someone is watching out for us. And your heavenly father does that. And finally, we all need to know that we have significance and purpose in our life. You were created by God for a purpose. Now, it may seem like you don't have one. It may seem like you can't figure out what your purpose is. But I do want you to know that you were created for something great. You were made by God for something amazing, something that he wants you to step into, something that he wants to see flourish in your life. You were created for something truly, truly great. And we need to embrace that. Church, there are too many people out there that believe they have no purpose, they have no purpose, They have no significance. They have no value. That is a lie from the enemy. Your heavenly father made you with purpose, with significance, with value. And you have that. We just need to embrace it and step into it. And fathers, since it's Father's Day, I'm talking to you. You have a purpose and you have a significance for your children that God instilled in you. You can choose to ignore it, but that's an epic fail. Or you can choose to embrace it and allow him to help you live into it. And that is a win for you, for your children, and for the glory of God. So that's where we're going today. I want you to know that's where we're heading. Seven things that our Heavenly Father absolutely models for us that as dads, we should model for our children as well. 
Number one, God loves us. He loves us. First John chapter three, verse one. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. We're his kids. What great love that we get to be part of the family. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. The world's not going to see this. The world's not going to understand who God is and what he does. But God is our heavenly father and he loves us. We are God's because he made us in his image. He loves us because he made us in his image. Fathers, your children should know that they are yours. They're yours and that you love them simply because they are your children. They don't have to elevate to a certain place to be loved by you. They are loved because they are yours. We need to sacrificially care for our children, just like our Heavenly Father does. We are His. We are His children. They, our children, are ours, no matter what. And your child needs to know that. Dad, your child needs to know that you have them, no matter what, simply because they're yours. They might be difficult to deal with. Fair but they're yours and they need to know that they are loved by you. That's number one. Number two, our heavenly father has compassion on us. He shows us compassion. Psalm 103 verse 13. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him, those who revere him. Have you ever been shown mercy? I want everyone to kind of think through that. And just answer the question. Have you ever been shown mercy? I, I remember when my father showed me mercy. He had a three-pronged rake that he loved because his dad had given it to him. Okay, it was his dad's. He had it. I broke it. I snapped that sucker right in half. And I remember knowing I just committed the worst sin ever. I broke something that means so much to him. I tried to put a nail in it. I wrapped it in duct tape. I showed him what I'd done. And I remember my dad going, that's frustrating. I really wish you hadn't broke that. I don't even know what you were doing. But he showed me compassion. He showed me grace. And my duct tape job, just, I'm not bragging, but my duct tape job, it, it worked for about another 30 years until he finally had to get rid of that rake. But he showed me compassion. Have you ever, have you ever received grace that you didn't deserve? I mean, that's the definition of grace. Have you ever received something from your father, from a parent, from another person that you didn't deserve? You, you should have been punished, but instead you were shown grace. That's what our Heavenly Father does for us. We should be punished because of our sinful nature, but instead He shows us grace. He sent His Son to die for us so that we might have eternal life. I know, I know that I live in such a way that it breaks the Father's heart. It breaks His heart how I choose to live my life. I mess up 
on the regular, but he gives grace. And dads, just as our Heavenly Father shows us that same grace, we need to show that to our children. We need to have compassion for them. We need to care for them. Number three, we need to care for our children. First Peter 5, verse 7, our Heavenly Father says this, Cast all your anxieties on me because I care for you. Now I'm making it personal, but cast all of your anxiety, all of your burdens, cast them on me because I care for you. It's amazing to think that the God of the universe, the one who created all of this, everything we have, cares about you. Whoever's listening to this today, he cares about you and he wants you to bring your problems and your burdens. He wants you to bring them to him. As fathers, we need to make sure that our children know that you're there to help carry their burdens. Not because they're incapable of getting through life. You want them to learn how to walk on their own. I get that. You're not there to carry their burdens so that they can never become men themselves or women. But you're there to help them. You're there to allow them a little bit of reprieve. That's your job. And our children need to know that. They need to know that you care. I don't know if your family's like this, but in my family, my wife, there's stories that get told every time we come together. And one of the stories that's told every time we come together is about going skiing. On spring break, all growing up, my wife's family went skiing. They went to Colorado, they skied over spring break, that's what they did. Every time, she has two older brothers, they would complain about having to carry their skis and their boots up the hill, getting to the ski lift, all that. They, they, they did not like it at all. But every single time, my wife, the baby of the family, her dad would pick up her skis, pick up her boots, and carry them for her. Her brothers hated it. We, they tell that story every time we come together. But that's what a father does. A father picks up the burdens that their children are trying to carry, and he carries them for them. That's what Jim did for Paige. That's what we are called to do, and it has nothing to do with skis, folks. It has to do with making sure that they know that if something is overwhelming, if something is too much, you're there. You're there, and you care about their burdens, and you will carry them for them. Number four, he gives us constant attention. Our heavenly father is always with us. He's always with us. Deuteronomy 31 verse eight, the Lord himself goes before you and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. He's with you. The God of the universe is always watching, even when we feel like he maybe isn't. Even when we feel like he's maybe taking a nap, he's always with us. He's there. He's there with you, paying attention to your needs. But, but, church, he still wants us to ask. He still wants us to ask for his help. Fathers, when your kids 
have the courage to ask you for help, pay attention. Our Heavenly Father listens to our cries for help. How often, because of a phone in our hand, a game on TV, stress at work, how often do we hear our kids cry out for help and we ignore that cry? We've got other stuff going on. Could you possibly imagine crying out to God and his response being, hey, after this play, when this is, when this is done, I'll, I'll hear your need. But I'm busy right now. I've got my own stuff going on. I've got my own life to live. Our Heavenly Father doesn't say that. He's always there. He's present. Be present, fathers. The greatest gift that you can give is putting your phone down and engaging. It's the greatest gift you can give your kids. Yeah, they would love new shoes. Yes, they would love tons of other things, but the greatest gift you can give is you. Be there. Be intentional. I have the ability to drown out my kid's voice. I'm not saying it's a gift, but I can do it. I I can't tell you the number of times that my kids have been asking me for something and Paige has to go, Todd, hey, have you not heard them? They're asking you for this. They need this. And I go, I, I I didn't hear that. Our Heavenly Father doesn't act like that with us. And dads, we can't act like that with our kids. Turn on. Engage. Be present. Number five, our Heavenly Father is patient and gentle with us. Psalm 103, verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious. He is slow to anger. Slow to anger. Abounding in love. I think in our minds, many of us, we picture God like on this cliff, just waiting to get so mad at us. I I think many of us have that view of God, but that's not who he is. He's slow to anger. He's compassionate. He's gracious. I think we have this ill-informed view of God because of poor theology, maybe because our own fathers treated us this way. We were always, always in the wrong I actually, my dad is Captain Mellow. He, he did not ever lose his temper, did not ever lose his cool. I did not get that gene. I, I take after my mom. I am loud. I get angry quickly. And I can tell you that when I speak in those tones, those harsh tones to my children, the look on their faces it hurts. It hurts. It hurts that I, I can't control my volume. I can't, I can't be for them the compassionate, patient, gentle father that they need. Now, it doesn't mean you let them walk all over you. <clears throat> that's, not the, that's not the case at all. But what child thrives in an environment where they're being yelled at? It's not what God does. That's not what he calls us to do. So fathers... Be patient. 
Be gentle with your children. And you're going, how do I do that? How, how do I do that? All right, be patient, be gentle. Great, I, that sounds wonderful. How do I do that? I'll help you with the next one. Our Heavenly Father instructs and guides us. He instructs and guides us. He teaches us and He leads us. And He does so, he does so through the Holy Spirit. John 14, verse 26. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. How are you gentle? How are you patient? You allow the Holy Spirit to work through you. God knows that we cannot just drink from the fire hose. We can't just learn everything we're supposed to learn the minute we have a child. He, he knows that. So he sends an advocate. He sends a counselor. He sends a reminder to us to help us live and lead and love in the way that he's called us to. It's a constant reminder. It's called the Holy Spirit. And I thank God for that gentle whisper to remind me to be patient, to be kind, to speak truth. I'm not saying I do it perfectly, but I know that he is instructing me and he's guiding me as I instruct and try to guide my children. There was a graduation speech. It was a couple years ago. But this student was asked, what's the one thing that stands out about your dad? And the student was the valedictorian was giving the speech. And the student said, my dad, I saw him every morning wake up and spend time reading his Bible and praying. I saw that every morning, my entire life. And they interviewed the mom later. And they interviewed her and they asked, why, why did your husband do that? <laughs> and the wife's response was, my husband's always said, I want my kids to catch me doing something good. I want my kids to catch me doing something good. Guys, we're never going to be perfect. Fathers, you're never going to be perfect. But will you strive to have your children catch you doing something good? They're going to see your shortcomings. They're going to see your failures. They're going to get that. that that's, that's inevitable. But will you strive to have them catch you doing something good? The Heavenly Father instructs us. He guides us. He leads us just as we're supposed to lead and guide. The best chance that my kids have of seeing a picture of who God is, is me. The best chance my kids of understanding who their heavenly father is, is by seeing me. And that's a tall order. Nearly impossible. But it's true. So dads, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to be an example? Are you going to be a light are you going to be one who instructs through actions and deeds? Are you going to be someone who gets caught doing good stuff or bad?
It's up to you. Number seven, the final thing that our Heavenly Father does, he disciplines us in good ways because he loves us. Fathers, we must discipline our children. We cannot be absentee fathers that have no discipline or structure. We must discipline, but we discipline out of love. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 8. Have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. If you're not disciplined, you're not legitimate. You're not children. Fathers, we must discipline, but we discipline in love. The Heavenly Father will not allow us to stay in our current state. He will discipline us. He loves us too much to let us stay where we are at. He wants us to move and to grow. And at Summit, we say it like this. Everyone is broken, but it's not okay to stay that way. We know that everyone's broken. We know that everyone's fallen. We know that everyone's sinful. It's not okay to stay that way. The Heavenly Father wants us to grow. Fathers, we must encourage our children to grow. And discipline is part of that. This is how God loves, he corrects, he refines, he transforms us, all for our good. But the fathers who check out, do do not discipline or discipline out of anger and moralism, they miss the point. They, They miss it completely. Discipline is supposed to be for our good, and it must always be done in love. Discipline needs to end with a hug every time. Our Heavenly Father doesn't discipline us just because it's fun. He disciplines us because He wants what's best for us. And it ends with a hug. It ends with a, I love you. Fathers, church, going back through these seven things real quick, I just want you to hear these statements. God loves you. He has compassion on you. He's going to show you compassion. He cares for you. He gives you his constant attention. The God of the universe listens to you, cares about you. He is patient and gentle with you. He instructs and he guides you. And he disciplines you out of love. That is what your heavenly father does. And that is, fathers, what we are called to do for our children. So how do we parent? I'll I'll talk to moms now as well. How do we parent in that same way? How do we possibly do that? Show that kind of patience, that kind of care. Well, we do it because we know the Father. We do it because it's been modeled for us by our Heavenly Father. We love and lead and care in the same way that God loves and leads and cares for us. And I gave you seven things today to chew on. Chew on them. But that's how we do it. You can't just start to love your children more 
You can't just start to say, I, I'm going I'm to love my kids the way God loves me. You can't just start there. But, but you can engage with him and start to learn from his compassion, his care, his attention, his patience, his instruction. You can start to learn how to be that for your children. And it will take time and it will take the Holy Spirit. This is not one of those talks where you can just hear it today and go, I've got it all figured out now. It's not how this works. Trying to be perfect, trying to be a perfect dad without knowing the perfect father is impossible. You have to know the Lord. You have to know God. So today, even for the non-parents, even for those who don't have kids, I want you to know this. I want you to know that you must seek him. Let his grace lead you into faith. Live in communion, in constant relationship with the heavenly father. And then one day, maybe, one day, maybe, maybe, you'll be a parent. You'll be a dad or a mom who has the ability to say, I'm raising my kids just as I see the Heavenly Father loving me. But you have to know Him. You have to walk with Him. You have to understand what He's teaching. It takes work. Today, before you start to try to fix the relationship you have with your children, will you focus on the relationship you have with the Heavenly Father? Everyone, will you focus on the relationship you have with Him? Will you bask in His love, His care, His instruction? Will you be filled with the Holy Spirit? And will you love your children out of the overflow of God's love for you as His child? Father, help us. Help us to see who you are. Help us to be encouraged and filled with your spirit. To be for our families exactly what you've called us to be. You model perfect love, patience, grace, kindness. Let us pour out that upon our families as an overflow of what you've given to us. We need you. We thank you. And we love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.